You are listening to the audio preaching podcast from North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California, led by Pastor Jack Treber. Though located in the heart of the Silicon Valley, you will hear fervent, old-fashioned revival preaching from the pulpit of North Valley Baptist Church. It is our desire that you will be helped by this gospel message. You know, God's always good. God's always good. When you don't understand God, He's good. That's what's happening here, brother. You said it. The, the prophet doesn't understand. Sort of like you ladies. A hundred plus of you that have been on these steps out here praying. A little disillusioned because some of the things you're praying for, it just doesn't seem like God answers it. God bless you, dear ladies. I, I pastored the greatest ladies in all the world. See 101 ladies out there last Monday night, the Monday night before, and those of you cannot come, I know you prayed at home, and 100 mass plus, every 100 plus men in this auditorium Saturday nights, and then on the other property at the same time, people praying, teenagers praying, ladies, ladies coming by during the week and either kneeling at the school property in the grass there, praying for their children, praying for our church, and praying out here on the steps. I've had preachers, I was in Kentucky a few weeks ago, and and a preacher said, I, I was in your area dealing with some, some politicians. And he said, I'm a preacher. And I came, and a bunch of us preachers, one night it was dark, and we just went out here on your steps and prayed for your church. It's so important in this nation. I go, I, I, I'm so glad that God always answers prayer. The prayer here was... <laughs> They begged God, the preacher was begging God, please intercede and intervene. And God said, here's how I'm going to intervene. I'm going to send a nation against you. And that nation is going to judge you because of your rebellion. I love what you prayed. God, God always is good to us. God always hears our prayer. And you have to trust them when you can't trace them. How very important. What do you do in chapter 1 when the prayer is not answered? What do you do when you're praying for that marriage to be saved and then you're served with divorce papers? What do you do when everything's going great and all of a sudden uh, there's a dreaded disease and it takes the life of your loved one? What do you do when you raise a son or daughter right before God in Sunday school, Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday, Christian school, and they totally break your heart? What do you do? What do you do? And the doctor says, your child has a, has a disease that they'll not recover from. What do you do when your prayers aren't answered? I, I prayed for this property here for over 30 years, and God never answered my prayer. I prayed for 31 years that God would allow me to have a 15-minute radio station a radio broadcast with you every day. I wanted to talk with our members. And I prayed for 10 years and 20 years and 30 and 31 years. And in October, to be 15 years, we've had a 15-minute radio station. Every day we're on shortwave, we're on the internet, we're on stations all over America. I don't even know where they all are, but I do know this, that we never made a phone call. And the day that God opened it up, October 23rd for revival time, uh, we began here, and the stations, uh, I didn't even, we didn't make a letter, we didn't send a, they just came available to us. You prayed, and maybe you prayed, and it took 30 years or more. 
Or you prayed and there's, it's, it's not even possible now. Uh, the dreaded disease took the loved one. God did not heal the loved one, a child or adult. Uh, God did not save that loved one. God did not restore. And if we're not careful, we become atheistic in our prayer life. Say, I prayed it didn't work. Just keep on praying till life breaks through. God knows what I need. I don't like the pressure that some of you are under. I don't like the pressure my life has created for my wife. For all these years of marriage, it has to be difficult being married to someone like me. I, I, and I'm not poor mouth of me, I'm just saying it, it has to be different. The load that she must carry is one I don't even comprehend. What do you do? You do chapter two, verse one. I won't be long today, but I want you to listen, please, very carefully. What do you do when God doesn't answer the prayer like you want it? The Bible says, the prophet said, I will stand my watch. I will set me upon the tower and I will watch to see what he will say unto me. And what I shall answer when I am reproved. It was a hopeless picture. The bewildered, the confused prophet had been preaching, had been praying, he'd been pleading, and God's people still rejected God. Uh, it, it's like the prophet that said in Isaiah chapter five, I have this beautiful vineyard. I put it in a good soil, speaking about God. I put it, and speaking about Israel and, and God. I, I put Israel in a good soil. I, I planted a good, a good vine. I, I did everything for her and she rejected me. And the scripture says, God says, what more could have I done? What, what more? I, I'm just overwhelmed. We have about 140 some missionaries and I read all the letters, I read all the emails, they print them out and get them on my desk, so every week I'm reading probably 30, 40, 50. I'm amazed of what they're going through right now. There are some things that I can't say on the internet for their closed countries, what these people, where people literally are disappearing. Politicians that have this conviction and stand and were voted in, and then they say, well, the election wasn't an honest election, and they take away the good people, and you don't see them again. I know of a country right now, children are being taken away from parents. I know of pre preachers that are preaching that are under huge opposition, huge. I read the letters, and it's just like, it's just overwhelming my heart to see what they're going through. I'm overwhelmed online when we're censored. I'm shocked when I see sometimes what we're censored for. I have prayed and prayed and prayed nearly two years for this COVID situation, and it doesn't seem to be getting better, it's getting worse, sir. Worse, sir. worse. I'll go back to English. 
I, 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 I look at it and I, I see how they're, they're screwing down even tighter and tighter. I don't know what's ahead, but I know who's ahead. I am not going to trust, and I'd probably get censored for that. I'm not trusting government. I'm trusting God. I'm not trusting my limited intellect. I'm trusting the infinite God. I am going to stand my watch. I don't know what's ahead with that watch. I don't know what it means for me. I don't know what it means for you. I, I don't know if the, the rest of the journey from all these years we've been here from this time forward, it will appear like there's no answer in prayer. I, by the grace of God, uh, we've got college students here. We have young people here. We have teenagers, right, teenagers and above in this room today. I, I have to stand my watch. I have to. I love these kids too much. And I still believe there's a great country called the United States of America. But I will say this, it might get harder and more difficult and darker these last days of my journey. And until Jesus comes again, you have to determine, and I must determine, I'm, I'm gonna stand my watch. As I see the Bible, I, 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 I'm gonna go to my tower and I'll warn and I'll guard and I'll watch and if I have to do it with a broken heart, I'll do it with a broken heart by the grace of God. I am gonna protect that which is valuable to my heart. For some reason, I don't know if she was blind or what, but on December 23rd, 1972, the most beautiful girl who's stayed that way for almost 49 years now said, I'll marry you, Jack. And she became my wife. I'm gonna do everything I can to guard her life. I'm gonna to try to guard her safety. That's why I set the alarm at the house. That's why we set other alarms in the house. Smith is there and Weston is there, some other guys. You can tangle with me, but you're not, whoo! I'd hate to see you tangle with her. I'm gonna do everything I can to get in my watchtower, watch for her. We have three wonderful children. Two of our pastors preaching today, and one is the principal of our Christian school. 14 wonderful grandkids. I'm gonna set my watch. I'll give you an outline in a moment. I'm gonna set my watch for you precious kids over here. There's so much good life ahead of you. I'm gonna set my, life, my watch over here as all of our faculty, staff, and men will, and throughout this place, uh, wonderful people. You senior citizens, I'm gonna set my watch on your life. You young couples, you single adults, uh, you that have done wrong, and, and, and I'm gonna still watch for you. I'm gonna watch for this church. Beloved, when I gave all diligence to write unto you of the common salvation, it was needful for me to exhort you that you should earnestly contend for the faith. For there be some which come in among you that creep in unaware. People are always creeping into this church. I'm trying to guard the music. I'm trying to guard the philosophy. I'm trying to regard the fact that we believe that a man is a man and a woman is a woman. I have to guard it all the time. I feel like I'm a policeman, but what I'm doing, I'm, I, I'm, I'm in my tree stand on my watch. I'm in the tower on my watch. I'm observing. God says one of my titles is to be an observer of the ministry. 
I'm the watchman for the ministry. These pastors are the same. I think of what Paul said regarding, uh, regarding uh, Acts chapter 20, after my departure, shall grievous wolves come in among you, not sparing the flock. Also of your own selves shall men arise, speaking perverse things. Oh, I tell you, when I'm dead and gone, you men that are behind me and preachers that are here in our ministry and the deacons and those that are younger that will live on, please, please guard this thing. Don't let it compromise. I said briefly in my class this morning, I know as soon as I say this, preacher's gonna write and say, well, where's the church? Let me know. I have so many churches coming almost on a daily basis. Saying, we got a church, but we can't find a pastor. You name the position, I've got a file in my drawer. You want to be a music director? You want to be a, a school teacher? You want to be a principal? You want to be a coach? You want to be an assistant pastor? But let me just stick with pastors right now. And I will not tell anybody the church, in fact, I warned the pulpit committee, don't tell anybody this. They said, we got a million dollars in the bank. I said, put my name in. I won't mind pastoring a church with a million dollars. But I said, uh, don't tell that to anybody. We've got an auditorium that seats 1,250 people. Uh, we have buildings, we have, everything's paid for. We're in a big area, a very rich, and it's all paid for. Would you, we're, we're a country church. Could you send somebody to pastor our church? And my reply is always, there's not enough laborers. One told me this recently, this last week, week before, probably this week, I guess. They said, we had a pastor here. And, and he came in and we paid him well, we gave him things and everything was paid for and stepped into a good thing. But the first thing he did, he removed the song books. Then he removed the choir. Then he removed the pulpit. Then he removed service things and we changed things. And they said, we gave him a big crowd and now the place is about empty. You know what, that young man or that man that came in there, don't even know, he wasn't watching for the sheep. I'm not gonna go down in who's who's. I'm not gonna go down as the man of the year in this city. 19, about 80, someone brought the newspaper, the mayor did, said in the newspaper, you're, you're up for man of the year in our city. I said, oh, who did that? I, by the way, I won't be man of the year anymore, but I'm so glad I got voted down. A Catholic priest became man of the year. I don't think Isaiah would have been man of the year. I don't think Jeremiah would have been man of the year. I don't think Habakkuk here would be man of the year. We're going to have to guard ourselves. We're going to have to guard our families. Guard. And I want you to see here quickly. I will stand my watch. I want to talk to you about this watchman in closing. You know what a watchman does? He waits. He just waits. When you pray, ladies, and when pastors and deacons and church members pray, and the answer doesn't come, you just wait. Look what the Bible said, I will stand my watch and see, to see. You know what a watchman does? He just stays up all night while they're sleeping. He's watching and goes, I'm look, looking to see what's going to happen. I don't know how you are constructed. I know how I am. I hate waiting. 
It was dark this morning. I got in the car and I, I came to the light up here. Nobody around, nobody around. And the thing would not change from red to green. It just wouldn't change. My wife taught me a trick. And the trick is you put it in reverse and you back up and you go forward and you back up and it changes every time. It does. I know it's hocus pocus and I know it doesn't work, but it does. <laughs> Until this morning. I was waiting there impatiently and I backed up after probably been there a long time, probably 30 seconds. And it wouldn't change. It always changes when it's early in the morning, no traffic coming. And I backed up and I went forward and I waited another 30, 40 seconds and I'm, I'm a little frustrated now. I'm not good at waiting. I would never be a good hunter. You people that hunt have problems. You're emotionally not stable. Can someone tell me when you can be staying in the dead of winter in a nice house with a heater going in the middle of the night, why anybody, anybody would be down here in a beautiful house and crawl up in a tree? What are you doing? And get in a tree and wait all night long for Bambi to come by. I don't understand you. Anybody that I've ever known to be a hunter is emotionally unbalanced. Could plant flowers and be landscape. <laughs> I'm glad you can't hear what he's saying. Same back here. You're not supposed to talk to me like that, my brother. <laughs> I, I don't. You know what I don't understand, brother Tim, our son. He's got two girls and three boys, and if they're watching, that watch later. Brother Tim's boys are the, they're most amazing, but they're just not normal. <laughs> they, they love and they can, they're, 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 they fish all the time. They just love fishing. No, don't amen. <laughs> that is the dumbest thing I've ever seen in my life. You, you throw a line out and you wait. You're either baking in the sun or mosquitoes all over the, what, what is that about? Waiting is frustrating. That's why I like it when you folks fish and you bring the fish back. <laughs> Brother Danny is not in here this morning. God bless him. He, he goes out here to the ocean and he, he gets that salmon. Whew. He said, Pastor, on Saturday, this is several months, don't, don't, don't cook, I'm bringing salmon to you. And I waited and waited and waited. And finally he comes and he tried to disguise the fish from Safeway Market. <laughs> he put it in another, you know, brown white wrapper like he had caught it. And had a, but, but he didn't catch it, I knew he didn't. And he knew I knew that he did not catch it. Why would you do that? Why would you spend an entire day on the ocean, up and down, up and down, when you could be in a hammock? <laughs> I don't like waiting. I know our Lord knows that I don't like waiting. And so often I say, Lord, you know how impatient I am. Brother McCracken, it's amazing though. I'm certainly not old. That was, your, that was your cue right there. Let's try this again. I'm certainly not old. 
Now you're a bunch of liars. I'll see you down here in a minute. You think I'm old, don't you? I poured my life into you people and you treat me like this. But I, 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 I want to I wait on God. And the older I become, I heard a preacher years ago say, the older you get, you, you've got to be very careful. You can't, you can undo a wrong decision. I decided years ago we weren't going to borrow any more money because I can't live it down to pay it all off. By the grace of God, I'm going to live long enough and hopefully get this thing paid off and hopefully stay around to torment you, but I don't want to leave you with any debt. I don't want your kids to be strapped with the debt that we created, I created. This building is going to soon be all paid off. I want you to know this that I'm willing more in these moments of my life, and I'm learning more every day to wait, and I'm, I'm, learning, I'm learning that God still can restore the prodigal. And I'm learning that God can still, in this wicked day we live in, you think we're even gonna have a church a year from now? I believe this place could be packed with chairs, and service number one is at this time like the old building, and service two is at this hour. And if I'm too late or weary to preach, and I don't think I would be, I'd get any of these men and all the men in our church to preach, and it'd be even better. I tell you what, I want you to know, wait on God. Wait on the Lord, Psalm 27, 14. And again, I say, wait. A watchman waits. He watches. He's waiting. He's looking. A watchman always waits. I see with a watchman from the Word of God that a watchman always watches. It's boring. It's difficult. You might get cold. You might be hot in the heat uh, from the long, hot, hot weather at night. I don't know what it is, but you're always, you're always watching. Watch for your kids. Watch them. Watch how they talk and listen to how they talk to one another. Watch how they treat their mother. Don't have World War III and yell and scream, but all of a sudden they're not speaking kindly to their mother. Son. Silence. Let there build some tension in his little heart. We are never gonna to speak to your mother like that again. No, don't, don't interrupt me. Look, get, let me see your eyes. And get his eyes. And said, that lady, and you tell her how, tell him how valuable she is. You're not gonna treat your mother like that. Watch where your children are with the wrong friends. I was in Washington, D.C. a few years ago And we were at the, I think it was the Hilton Hotel. The president was speaking, and I saw the King of Jordan was not very far from me, and senators were there. And I was listening to the president, and then I was listening to the, the chaplain, wonderful black man that loves the Lord. He said, I was raised in the, in the projects by a single mother. 
My mother would take that book of Proverbs and every day read it to me, and I didn't like it, but she'd read it anyway. And he said, my mother was reading to us from Proverbs chapter 1, and my son of Walk thou the way of them, and sinners entice thee, consent thou not. Don't walk, run with the wrong crowd. The boys came by that night in the car, said, called him by name, Barry, come on, let's go. He wanted to go with the gang that night, the guys, the friends. His mother said, no, Barry. And he remembered Proverbs 1. They never thought this would happen that night, but... Someone was wound up with that crowd killed that evening. He said, my mother's Bible time as a single mother spared my life. Watch for your kids. I know, and I think maybe Miss Trevor helped me with this more. She taught me how to watch for our children. Watch them. Watch their friends. That's why all the friends came to our house. Tried to. Now they're on their own. All these years, our daughter Tiffany, who's a pastor's wife, she's been out of our home longer than she was in it. And I'm praying every day for those 14 grandkids that those parents will watch for them. But they have a papa that's every single day of his life and throughout the day praying for them and a nana too. Oh my goodness, I'm out of time. A watchman, a watchman waits and a watchman watches and a watchman warns. If we had time, I'd go to Ezekiel chapter 3 and you know the text. Where the watchman is to warn the wicked of their wicked way. Warn people. Not only does a watchman wait and a watchman watches, a watchman warns, but a watchman always has a weapon. They'd walk on these walls with their sword and their spear. I have a sword. It's called the Word of God. Thank you as a youth pastor. In public school, you're giving, you're giving these public school kids around here on their lunch hour come in to hear him preach. What a blessing to go on that campus to preach and those campuses to preach the Word of God. And you know what we find with these teenagers? We find there's a hunger. They've already experienced this out here. They don't, it, it, it's, it's empty. COVID's been so amazing for us with the jails. We tried for years to get Bibles in the jails. One of my deacons, the chaplain of the, the, of the juvenile hall, at 30, 25 years ago, he lived in that same place. Now he is the approved preacher in that place. And Brother Flood, you as what bus director, a lot of times he gets there. They won't let us in during COVID right now. A lot of times he gets there. They say, hey, I rode bus 24. I rode bus 27. I rode bus 9. Those kids just say, I'm from North Valley. Done wrong. And thank God he loves them. During COVID, you've heard it before. I won't go. This jail that never allowed us to bring Biles called and said, we need 100 of them on a Monday. Before the week was over, we had five jails calling us saying, we need about a hundred Bibles. And every day we took them and they got the Bibles in there. I'm talking about the fact that your watchman always carries a weapon. 
This is a weapon. Praying and begging God for your children. Just begging God for your children. Begging God for this country. Thank you for listening to the audio preaching podcast from North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California, led by Pastor Jack Treber. For more information about our ministry or to find out how to get in contact with us, visit our website at nvbc.org. May God bless you as you serve Him this week.